Hey, TJ. Oh my hey. god. If that isn't the most handsome freaking dude I've ever seen in my damn life. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Seriously, can you I'm stop? A- look at this. You're making me feel ridiculous. You look so good. <laughs> oh, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Um, how's life treat you in general? Uh, in general, uh, life yeah. is good. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's just a, a daily a daily thing to get through. But, you know, that's okay. what life's all about. It has Terrific. its challenges, and we rise to meet them, and we move on. All right. Right then and there. You actually got there even faster than Darren. So, Darren, I told him, please do a podcast because you have just a certain way with phrasing. Right then and there. That's right. just like a beautiful intro to the Tommy L. Jenkins podcast. Like, hey, you take... you No, no, Tommy, this is what people look for in a podcast. Like someone just being like, take each day as it comes, you know, like calming right. and yeah, soothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I reckon that'd be great cool. for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so um, TJ, you, you, I'm sorry you've been at the, the the butt end of all of my puns and my acronyms, um, but obviously TJ minus four hours, TJ minus one hour to like recording. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But also, I'm sa- I'm sending you a T-shirt from my patents. But also, shall we just get it out of the way just so there's no build up or hype? I'm actually going to be sending you this guy here, and it is in your size. So here you go. Ready? Uh... <laughs> Fantastic, wow. my man. You know what I mean, it's, and that's that, it. That very is un- really awesome. Very understated. Wow. It's the it's the Audra deck, you know. Yes, absolutely. And for those people who won't be aware of what it actually is, those who don't know the game, will yeah. look at him and go, "That's a really cool T-shirt. What is that?" Uh, you know, I'm going to have to explain that to you. No, you. You should be uh, pretend. You should be like, "Have you read Kafka, bitch?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually tried right. to read Kafka not too long ago, and um, you know, I was trying to get through the Metamorphosis. It's very—he's a very visceral author, very like, like. Because okay. descri- have you read any of his stuff? Like the what inspired the Nemo deck? That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Kojima. I was telling this with with uh, discussing this with Darren. He's just a, a big nexus of influences, literary, philosophical, yeah, you know, poetic yeah. and stuff. But uh, I suppose we're just flowing into it. So, dude, like you mentioned, how your week's been or or how your day's been. Um, yeah. Uh, we could we could go. It's too tempting to get straight into Death Stranding. What I want to ask is what you're doing right now. Like that's come on. Like let's be in the now right now. So what's um the what, current project? If you can ter- talk about it. If you can talk about your current project. Um. Well, current projects. Uh, there are some current current projects happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but none that I can actually talk about due to there an NDA. Go. Of course. Um, so that I'm I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it will be uh uh very interesting for people to see me connected to this particular project. Mm. Uh, so that's also very exciting. Okay. Um, wow. That's I hype. Am... Hype, hype, hype. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit, a little bit. Of yeah, hype. yeah. 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 Uh, I obviously, um, Pandora is a TV show that I've been working on for the, the CW. So they're going into their second season. Mm. Um, so I'm probably going to make some appearances back in that, uh, in the second season. Um, and there's a few other things. But I'm just waiting to see what the outcome is. You know, so okay. they're in the pipeline. Just need to solidify a few things. Yeah, terrific. Very diplomatic and uh, very <laughs> professional. Wouldn't have expected anything less. Um, TJ, out yeah. of outside of acting, what other creative pursuits do you have, if I may ask? Like painting outside or writing or directing. Um, writing, I do. I ha- do have a couple of things that I've that I have worked on in the past. There's a, a show, a stage show that I'd worked on. Oh my God, uh, quite a while that's back amazing. when I was living in London, um, and we sort of 
did some readings of that. I'm still kind of jigging that around because things have happened in my life that will possibly alter certain things in that mm. script. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So it's a yeah. auto, semi-autobiographical. I like that. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it, it is and it isn't. It has elements of my life in it, but mm -hmm. the characters, there's four characters that basically are a combination of myself. Okay. So, which is also very interesting. Uh, but, you know, there's other things that I'm, wor I'm working on as well. And I just sometimes have to find the time. You know, mm -hmm. I got so many things going on in my head. But for me, it's having, trying to find the time to sit down right. and focus and get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Terrific, terrific. I actually yeah. sense you've uh, probably, I can see, I can tell that you spend a bit of time in London because there's, there's a bit of the, the, the British that comes through. So oh, yeah. am I, am, am I picking bit, up yeah. on that? Yeah. You, you are probably, yeah, because yeah. I, I've, I've lived outside of the U.S. Uh, for many years. I've lived in mm. London almost 30. So okay. it's, there are certain inflections, yes, that you're probably picking up on that yeah. happens. Um, That's cool. Uh, and and it's just it's just been the nature of it. I think it's, I, I've lived more than half my life outside mm. of there, so I, I sort of still have that. It's more. I probably consider it probably a little more transatlantic than transatlantic. You say? So, Sorry, I had to. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> transatlantic, eh? Yeah. Listen, I'm talking with Tommy Earl Jenkins. All right, I don't want any any interruptions at all. All right. <laughs> You have a very, very fun to say name. It's just got a great Tommy Earl Jenkins. It's just a great little cadence. Well, you know, you know? it's interesting because for for many years, I I mean, I still am known as TJ mm -hmm. uh, to a lot of my close friends and and even work colleagues from okay. from the past and and even currently still. Uh, but I officially changed my name a few years back to oh. from my stage name being TJ. Which is spelled okay. T W E J A Y E, and yeah. um, I had a had a sort of an epiphany uh -huh. where I thought I think it's time for me to transcend that, and okay. you know, always liked my name, but I never. And the reason I never used it earlier on was mm. there was another Tommy Jenkins in the Actors ah, Union, gotcha. so I couldn't use my own name. So I needed mm. to. People knew me as T J, and I wanted not to lose the contact or lose the the connection. So I yeah, yeah. I changed it and use it as a stage name. And then, you know, while I was still in London, maybe probably a few years before I, I moved away quite a few years before, but I decided to go back to my original name, but then to add my middle name in. Oh, excellent. And so Tommy, yeah. Tommy Earl Jenkins is actually mm. my real, is my birth name. Terrific. And so, that would and work. I, yeah, go ahead. And it, I, I feel right now at this stage of my life, it suits me. Excellent. Do you know what I mean? Fantastic. I feel like it has a little weight it and i like it, it. does like it, it, it's quite stately you know earl there's the earl there that's a title <laughs> the earl of jenkins if i may say so, the, earl, of Tommy, the earl of jenkins yeah <laughs> exactly it doesn't have to make sense man it's cool um yeah awesome so like so where so you're obviously like la based like like darren yeah um yes. one of the things he dropped on me was that you guys knew each other for a while so i'd like to get your side that's amazing that i spoke with him literally at the same time last week and how well, when did you guys meet I can't remember exactly when we we met. I, I became more closer to him mm -hmm. since I moved to L.A. And mm -hmm. our paths were always like this back in London because we're obviously both working in theater yeah, uh, right. and have a lot of the same mutual friends. So we knew a lot of each other, but we didn't get a chance to, to work. We never really had a chance to work closely together. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously our community in the theater community is a very close-knit uh, so we know a lot of the same people and Terrific. it wasn't until living in LA that we actually became close. And then obviously working on Death Stranding mm. was uh, a much more of a, a closer connection. 
Terrific. So yeah, but I we've known each other for a long time. That's incredible. I like that. And it's so cool that, yeah. you know, and Darren mentioned that it was apparently like something out of the blue that he just, he heard you were on it and you were like, Tommy, what do you mean? Like Tommy Earl Jenkins? It's like, what? So <laughs> I know. And so that was, I like to say that that's a bit of that Kojima kind of, because so much of this project for me, at least is my interpretation. But I will say, I think it actually does have much more than just a subjective basis. As you look at the imagery of this, there's a lot of cradling babies. There's a lot of vomiting. There's a lot of crying. There's, and in yours, especially, I feel as though Kojima brought all of you like, you know, there's like-minded, I think, like-souled people who have very similar souls to him. And he said, like, I need to almost mourn and express and cathart. And he basically, you know, in a very kind of Beckettian way, like he anthropomorphized aspects of his psyche. And you were like, you expressed his grief for him. Because Kojima, he's sometimes a bit of a blank slate. Like, he, he he's a true oh, artist. Absolutely. Yeah. And so... That's right. Yeah. So, I, and yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. Says something, you don't, you can't actually, you, 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 he is, he's a bit of a blank canvas and it's not mm. because he's not, because he's detached. He's completely there mm. and present, but mm. you know, I think he has so much going on yep. uh, in his brain. It must, it must go 24 yeah. seven. Also, and I don't want to like uh, you know victimize him or anything, but and he said repeatedly he's 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 processed the Konami stuff. We won't we won't even get into it. But what I know as oh, like yeah. a fellow artist, like I you know I'm, whenever I put pen to paper, only this comes out, like just the pattern. Right. So whatever whatever <laughs> right. that means. Maybe I have a something wiring happened in the army or something. Um, but so for right. him. I feel like even if there's something where he's consciously processed it so much, there's literally the topic of the unconscious and of dreams and of being between worlds is so prevalent in Death Stranding that it it can almost not, you can't not read it a bit as uh, uh, almost like a, a pr there's a lot of mourning. There's a lot of, uh, again, yeah. cathartic emotions, lots of, you know, from that very first trailer, you know, clutching the baby. A lot of an analysis went into, you know, saying that the baby was like Metal Gear or his past life and that he mentioned mm -hmm. it on Twitter. He's like, I feel I'm 54 and I feel like it's my new birthday, you know, like I've been born right, again. Right. So I just feel... I want, I kind of get choked up a bit about it, but to speak, especially, especially, it's hitting me a little bit now. It hit me with with Darren. It's hitting me a lot with you. <laughs> is that if I'm speaking with someone who helped someone I cherish and care about so much, like heal mm -hmm. artistically, like that's a true honor. Mm -hmm. Actually, if I'm, I'm also, it's under ten minutes that we've been speaking, but it is a it is an honor to speak to you, man. Like, and I don't want to be like oh, lame or anything, but it's thank so you cool for, for yeah. the opportunity. Like what you did is so much more than just like a, a role, and that's not smoke blowing. It's just look at the symbolism like like death Stranding is going to be talked about and analyzed in like lecture halls in like 20 years you know what i mean That'd be interesting, the, right? yeah. yeah and especially your performance which i think is and everyone in the rest of the uh piece would agree with me i think is is that that uh right at the end there with you really grounding to what you've been through uh with cliff and you know on yeah. your knees there it's just i just i think as i mentioned in our messages it's just you really really went there dude and like i'm so oh, glad that i have the privilege so of being thank able to you. tell you that face to face yeah for sure thank um, you thank you so, i appreciate it I want to say on of that day on set uh, with with recording such an intense scene, um, and you may have gotten this question maybe in other interviews or or discussions or chats. Um, is there anything unexpected you think we wouldn't initially think about as like viewers of that? It was there were there people like uh, you know some people can switch it on like that, or did you ask for a, a bit of a mood to be created on set for you, or can you switch it on? What's what, what's your process? Uh, no. So if we want to go into how how that 
the scene. The scene. Is, it seems to be what, what it's yeah. being called at the moment. The yeah. scene. The scene, um, buddy. That, I mean, I knew, you know, days before when I had, you know, the script, uh, what, what that scene entailed. And I mm. saw the storyboard about how he wanted the progression of what it, where it needed to go, you know. Um, but on that particular day, um, I think we did it after lunch. So it was mm. the, probably the last thing of the day. Mm. And I knew that it was going to be a challenge uh, for me and how to get to where it needed to get to. Um, I had no idea how I was necessarily going to do that because I didn't want to map it out and make it too calculated. Right. So uh, in order to just kind of go, you know, from this paragraph, I, I intensify from this imp- paragraph, I'm going to increase it a little bit more. And this mm. is what, the next one I'm going to break down. I, right. I couldn't, I, I knew that that was the journey, but I had to let myself find a way to do it naturally. And, you know, because that, it, it could come at any other point, you know, it maybe the breakdown would have come sooner or maybe mm-hmm. it would have come even later. I don't know. But so I had to, uh, take myself into a corner when we were about to start and just try and find a way to center myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to remember that everything that I was thinking about in terms of the dialogue and the journey and what what I was trying to convey to Sam in this was that I had to try and be as present as possible um, as the actor to try and do what you can in that moment without wow. trying to think too far ahead. That's beautiful. Do you know what I mean? If I start to think about where I'm getting to, then I'm not, I'm not living in that moment. And also it had, was going to have a lot to do with how I was reading Sam because mm-hmm. he was there with me during mm-hmm. that whole scene. It wasn't like, you know, it was just the two of us and obviously the crew and everything around. So once it began, you know, he was fully committed 100 percent. And he really didn't have to do anything but stand there and yeah. listen to me. And mm-hmm. I could look in his eyes and tell that he was listening to me. So therefore, yeah. I felt connected, which also gave me some kind of emotion because mm-hmm. I could see him taking all the words that I was saying and how it was trying to affect him even through his eyes. So therefore I think it helped me channel the emotion that I needed to, to convey. Terrific. Yeah. Um, I just remembered something with, uh, you know, how that seeming happenstance of you coming, uh, to encounter Darren, for example, like, like out of nowhere, again, you, you probably, I don't know if you have separate agents, like the likelihood of that really speaks to something special that was conjured energetically in terms of healing, in terms of art and the endeavor, the worthwhileness of the endeavor of Death Stranding as being a game that is about connection. Like, I love that that connection happened in real life too, and that you had that connection with Sam and uh, Norman in, in, yeah. Right there. Um, are you and Sam like buddies or do you like, uh, I, 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 okay. Uh, let me guess. Do you have anything to do with like bikes or anything? Cause he would be all over that. Do you like bikes or is that your thing? Of course, or? I'm, I'm not a biker by, okay, by any means. I, I can appreciate people's yeah. love yeah. for, for that particular mm. vehicle. Uh, <laughs> I think they're, 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 they're amazing. And he is a, yeah. you know, he's a biker. I figured through I and through. Um, mm. but we, you know, I don't see him, Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from when we work together and then when we're, when we're at events, it's always yeah. nice to, to see him. You know, he's a very busy man, you know, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone's always so, Same with you, buddy. Um, like we, we scheduled this like yeah. four, four months ago or something, you know? I, I mean? know, right? Exactly. You locked it down. I really Well in advance. But, you know, and so when I, when we do see each other, whether it's at, a, at an event or, 
you know, uh, a death stranding event and we mm. all come together again. It's, it's, it's a moment where he always makes a point to say, Oh, it's so good to see you. And we always have a big brotherly hug and we have a yeah. chat and, and he still will say to me, he said, that scene, dude, he said, every time I know I, I, see I, what I mean, he does. He exactly. always, he always reminds me yeah. of that day. And I, yeah. I usually, I typically wouldn't even usually ask, but the reason why is because I just sensed there was such a, to, to have brought me to where it did, like emotionally, to see you in that space and then to see, uh, you know, yeah. Norman in that space too. It was such a, you know, sometimes you have like a, uh, you know, other kind of like collaborations you see on screen where it's like they just work really mm -hmm. well together. So I, I actually yeah. would love to see you guys do something again, like similar, you know, together. I would love uh, to. It would be really Absolutely. Rad. I mean, I, I definitely remember there was, there was a moment during the filming of that because the first, we did it, we filmed it in one take. Hmm. It went in one take. Uh, and the first one just went, exactly pretty much as as you see oh, it we did a second mm -hmm. take only because just purely out of safety you know mm -hmm. and we went straight away again and there was one moment where i think our our um helmets locked mm -hmm. uh and everything <laughs> and we, we 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 saved all of that and that was kind of interesting but there was a moment where you know uh it, it kind of stopped but he was so supportive anyway he was just like hang on to that Hang on to that. Don't let it go. Don't That's you great. you've got you're you're in you're in there. You know, and it yeah. was just you know, he was a hundred percent with me and For supportive real. of that. You know, and like I said, it's the first time we'd ever worked together, but there was mm. somehow I think a mutual uh respect for so. each other. And and obviously the scene was what it was, and so I think we you know, I certainly wanted to do it justice. It was the hardest scene I've ever had to yeah. do. Oh, um wow. and to, you know, to try and do that and then finish it and feel absolutely drained from mm. it. But then to look around and see that the crew had all been moved by it. You know, people had tears yeah. in their eyes a little bit, you know, and it was emotional for everyone that day. And, and even for Kojima, I think he was just mm. like, oh, I, I can't, what can I say? <laughs> I'm <laughs> you really, so truly I'm, I'm happy about that. That's terrific, man. And, and to, to, to learn that it was just something where you just felt that honest in the moment, uh, just honoring just the emotion of the scene. Like I've, I've known, like um, if you look at uh, Christopher Judge in God of War, he mentioned how to mm. be able to get to certain places he would like, you know, because the story is, is that fatherhood um, reconnection story with like father and son. Right. And he, 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 yeah. he himself in the in the real life, like uh, this is all in the like saving, um, raising Kratos documentary. He had to kind of go in and oh. just think about how he himself felt like you had put like failed his own son in real life and like he went there right but i just i just find that if you if you just sensed what the scene needed accessed it purely like that's that's skill man and that's um truly mm. special that's wonderful yeah i i'm i'm really stoked for like all the things uh that lie ahead for you man like if if i could oh, i know i can't I, I know i i know i can't because I'm, I'm like a bit ocd i would like to know like all the things that you have lined up because i know there's so much in the background <laughs> because there's always deals you have an agent the agent's like talking to eight people on the phone and um yeah <laughs> but but basically death stranding was a moment of realizing why wow, this is like a super worthwhile uh like thespian like super worthwhile like uh true artist performer like who just suddenly burst into my entertainment and art appreciating world like yourself and yeah. like the, the ensemble yeah. cast um yeah well, for it, sure yeah. well it's definitely been um uh an eye opener and i think it's been nice to sort of death stranding has been a blessing in a way because as an actor it allowed me to do so many things in mm. the course of this whole project uh, as an actor um, and I think what's been very interesting for people to see is that, you know, 
they have one idea of, of who Die Hardman is, yeah. uh, typically because of how, the, how they see him from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he's very stoic. He's very monotone. He's very, everything is just, you know, I think people think he's just going to be the, yeah. the, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the direction giver or yeah, whatever, you know, yeah, and exactly. he, that's just, you know, and that is his, I think that's his military background. That is his mm-hmm. thing is just, it's just do this. Everything's very matter of fact. It's very mm. matter of fact, you know, mm. and I think to have that journey where people don't expect mm. the twist of him at the end to realize that he is, in fact, human. Mm. You know what right. I mean? He has Absolutely. a heart. He has regrets. He has all of these things. And in one scene, he almost let all of that out, mm. you know, that we, we, we can see. That's why it's so impactful. Um, so I think it was it was masterful that um, for the you know as as you know the the story in the in the third act it reaches a certain emotional climax and an arc for your character that that's when we see the unmasking that's when we see the reveal. It actually you know that that's temperance you know to to hold back it actually enhances that shift more. I think theater employs that where it's like a character could be still for ten minutes and then because like and it makes when they move and when they activate that much more impactful and yeah so i think that that's really yeah. something that built into that yeah 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 terrific Definitely. well i want to ask outside of the uh, i mean first of all did you play uh, death stranding and how far did you get in and how did you go with it well i am well actually funny enough i'm still playing it i whenever yeah, i can yeah. grab time to yeah, do yeah. it i will do it but it has been a long process because it's it, yeah. you know taking sitting down with it you need to devote time. I think, oh, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to play, you know, an no, hour. Of it. That and that just never happens. Because yeah. Four hours later, you know, yeah. you're still doing it. Um, I know. And I think I'm at eight. Oh, chapter eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So I, I like, how you, I like the pace. To go. That's a great pace. It's yeah. like a novel reading pace. And also, Kojima, if he wasn't a game maker, he would be a novelist. Look at the way he, he's yeah. almost like the Japanese Ian Fleming in some of the way he titles his you know, <laughs> yeah. the snake eater, you know. Um, and so, but I also see Death Stranding is less of a, it's more, it's very much an experience. And I weirdly, because I, I chronicled it for like two years straight, just this one project mm-hmm. uh, with Death Stranding podcast while that was doing um uh, you know, I, I got like, weirdly like invested to the point where you know, like if I heard any spoilers on the, like the week or the day before, I, I published an episode called like "Angrily Happy" because I had seen a new trailer, <laughs> and it wasn't any. It was it was honestly it wasn't out of a fanboying thing. I wouldn't even, you know, and that's why I one I'm a very anti gamer gamer in a way, not like hateful towards the culture, but I find there are some very unfortunate sadly and jaded and entitled aspects of gamer culture, which uh-huh. really really uh-huh. De- detaches from. And it's such a like a uh, um, a disquieting contrast when there are performances like yours being brought to the table, where people are like, "Yeah, but when does the cutscene end?" Or "Yeah, but this?" Or "When do I?" And I hate the phrase "beat the game." It's like, do you beat a movie when you finish it? No, you finish a game. So I, I've always been right, this yeah. sort of flag bearer, not hopefully non pretentiously, of like just right. really treating this this art form as an art, as what it is an art form instead of um yeah you know yeah. yeah and i think you you really really as i as i mentioned like took it to a new level and it's like what like that's the tj bar right and 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 i'm <laughs> yeah, i'm keen it's really cool to yeah. hear that yeah you really have raised that really and cool to hear it so you know um, um yeah for sure i but okay i have like a million questions but um yeah please, uh, please, please for sure please. for sure um so there's obviously like i i think because we know that it's going to be talked about pretty extensively for many years to come because of some of these aspects of highly interpretable media, I want to get your thoughts on 
not just what drew you to it, but in in just your general purview, like your general ex- like connection and relationship with art and entertainment. Do you like like nonlinear, abstract, uh, avant-garde, uh, you know, unusual roles that way, or do you? What's what's kind of your view, or do you, are you sort of an omnivore of of all forms of art? Um, I I am a, a bit. I think mm-hmm. I am sort of that. Uh, I don't limit myself. Uh, in and in terms of something like this particular project, you know, I, I voice a lot of stuff. I do a lot of voiceover work, um, but this was the first mocap I'd ever done. Um, and also, to be to be honest, I didn't. I wasn't. I'm not a, a gamer. Yeah, yeah, great. Yay, hug. Game. Bring it in. Yeah. <laughs> hug. Yeah. Same here. I'm, same I'm here. I'm not a gamer, <laughs> but I can appreciate uh, yeah. games, and also because I have voiced a few of them as well, uh, and. Uh, you know, and so for that, I feel like I've uh, I've come into um, an industry differently with doing the mocap and certainly working for Kojima because mm-hmm. I also didn't really know who he was. That's perfectly great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I'm... Which was great because I don't, had I known who he was and the level of his celebrity status <laughs> i think that i would have been like oh my god this is you know it's like working for spielberg uh, spielberg yeah. mm. you know, uh, of the game world but you know what it did was i i approached it and and met him and he was just you know a human yeah like myself who was trying <laughs> to you know do a project and i had no idea until after you know my first day of meeting with him I, or once i got the job i should say mm-hmm. once i had been notified who who he was. And then I looked at him and went, Oh, okay. Wow. This guy's serious. (laughs) Um, you know, um, but it, it, because of that, I think it allowed me to probably do my best work without thinking, you know, I'm doing this for Kojima. Do you know what I mean? And yes, I wanted to be able to tell his story the best way that I could. And I, you know, and, and over the course of the, the project, I got a chance to, to see how he worked and to, to get to grips with what his style was. And those people who are Kojima fans know what his, his style is. That's you know, right. they're used to, to all of that. Whereas I was being introduced to it. And I feel absolutely 100% honored to be <laughs> one of his main characters who will oh, probably go down boy. in history. Yes. You know what I mean? In, in his right. world. And that, mm-hmm. you know, when I think about that, I get quite emotional because I think, wow, that's, it's a character that people will, you know, uh, remember for for years yes. to come There's in, in this legacy game. In that. You know, Perfect. so that's really exciting. Really exciting. I think. I think. You know, uh, military surrealism is is a term that was coined by. Um, Jordan Vo Roberts, so he probably visited the set, and he's going to do the Metal Gear movie. Um, but what I feel, and I, you know, if you, I wouldn't even challenge you to do like to listen to all of the ones that I did. But in many of of the the episodes, I, I would dive into talking about how. With Death Stranding, Kojima again gathered these these people like to an unprecedented like just to give you an idea. So he he um he stepped into Metal Gear back in the eighties. It wasn't his first mm-hmm. like conception. He made it his own, but it was um so he stepped in, um and then he did like maybe one project which was kind of low budget. It was Police Noughts, and then he did you know other slow. So uh, of this man who off of something which he didn't really truly like fully author himself, even though he made it his own. This was, mm-hmm. and you you saw terms being thrown around in the lead up to Death Stranding, like this is his first original project in ten years because since Police Snorts or whatever. And I would regularly take them aside and or, or you know, 
I would I would have a moment of you know maybe sharing with listeners or sharing with my fellow hosts is like guys this is his first truly like for this auteur for this man who is probably the best known he's the George Miller the George Lucas the Spielberg even Guillermo del Toro at the Dice Awards you know Academy Award winning um, director yeah. said like he is the Spielberg yeah. so of someone like this this is in a way and I'm not this is not don't want to cause feathers or ruffle feathers in a way this is his first fully self-authored completely Kojima project and so that is and I just got goosebumps when I said that and, and yeah. to, to see that everyone even again he just pulled people in like you had no you didn't know who he was and and even with mads like his son actually encouraged mads to 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 do the the project so right. i just i am in such awe of the humanity on display with the making of this project because you know humans when there's some when there's a problem when there's a a crisis or something like we just drop all pretensions and we just we understand body language and we just come together and and help or yeah. build build a shelter or whatever and i sensed mm-hmm. like so much humanity radiating from this collaboration and and if i I, if i may ask like anecdotally uh were there moments where you sense something kind of in the air about it not just in within your performances which clearly have that that special um feeling was there moments like uh would it have been maybe in the middle of reading a script or uh opposite another actor where you sensed other moments like with um like you had with uh like norman for example um yeah i mean i think there were moments especially with you know i'm a i'm a i'm a readers fan Mm-hmm. And I'm also a Mickelson fan. Yeah, and so having to work with Mad, mm-hmm. you know, once again, it was the same thing again. We were two people brought onto this project and you realize during the course of it how we both worked and mm. telling the, this story. And our and our journey with together is quite intense, yeah. you know, between Mads and I. Oh, um, please go and ahead. so yes, I I think during the course of all of that I found at some point thinking God, this is this is really going to be something special. It's yeah. going to be something very incredible. Um, one because the story was so complex, mm. uh, and how we how we were able to find a way of telling the story that made sense to us as well yeah. as you know telling Hideo's story. Yeah, you know that was I think more than anything. I think we also wanted to do the best we could for him. You know, yeah. this was his oh, baby. We wonderful. are we are trying to to bring this to life for him. Mm-hmm. You that's know, very hot. Um, and it was definitely challenging, and it had its moments where you know you you think, oh, did I get that? Or you know, but once he gives you the thumbs up, you know you're good. Terrific. You know you're good. I want to ask. Oh, actually, you, special, you go ahead. You go ahead. Thing. No, it was definitely a special. Uh, thing like i said working with mad and and with norman uh emily who voiced some of the amelie's uh voiced her her stuff lindsey wagner um you know and 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 also knowing that you have all of these these heavy hitters on this project you know like yourself (laughs) i'm probably the, the the least known uh actor on board uh, but at the same time, you know, it is it was wonderful to be in the in the presence and the company of all these these fantastic actors who have done such incredible work, you know, and to work so closely with them. You know, I could watch and listen and learn, you know, and I'm, I'm still very much an actor like that. You know, if I'm working with someone, I always feel that there's I never step onto a set feeling that I, I know better than anyone else. I always feel like there's something that I can take away 
from someone else's performance. Do you know what I mean? And getting to know them as an as an artist and just and to see how they work uh, and and you know and still apply those things to myself because I don't feel like I will ever get to a point where and I hope I I never do I hope I never get to a point where I feel like oh I've I've made it I'm here and this is there's yeah. nothing else for me to learn I just just do the jobs as they come along because then I would feel that both spiritually I would stop growing and yeah. both you know, mentally and mm. trying to push myself even further, you right. know, uh, to do, to do, try and do my best work. So I, I still, I, even at wonderful. this stage in my career, I'm still very much a sponge, you know, trying to soak up as much information and things that I still can from other artists. Tommy L. Jenkins, the eternal sponge. Yeah. <laughs> Always absorbed. <laughs> Well, what I want, what I want to say is, my fiance and I, we're, we're, we, she is, um, she's a personal business relationship mentor, and we always talk about like the moment you you think you've got it all figured out is the moment, yeah, you, as you said, you stop growing because that's just not the way nature works. It's like literally since the Big Bang, everything is constantly expanding. Like just because you're like, yeah. you know what, I, I clipped my toenails, they're just gonna keep growing. Like there is an there is an <laughs> and that's what my patterns are actually about. You know, there's a fundamental wow. electricity to the to the universe which is just constantly expanding. And if you don't follow that, because you are too, like we we're, 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 we um, we like our hair grows, our, our, our you know we, we replace our skin, we age, we, uh, we we make we make new relationships. Like there's always. So I love that you have that as masterful of an actor as you are, and you you keep that. Don't you push that away? You are a masterful actor. <laughs> no, oh my god, god. No, never, my man, never. Um, as masterful as you are with me. that. <laughs> is is that uh, is that you remain humble and and receptive and open and I think that's really what marks uh, the all time greats truly so I'm yeah. so stoked for your path man like and I said this to Darren too Darren you I, I don't I'll send you the episode later he was like you know what I want to be in those Avatar movies uh, I, I want to be in the Star Wars movies oh oh my god I can't <laughs> wait I just can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> You sound just like him. As well. Oh well, you know, I like to, you know, you did I, a very good impression. I, d I dabble, I dabble. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My one, my one acting credit is I was the uh, quartermaster Hitchens, uh, the guy who rammed the Titanic into the iceberg in the 2004 Canberra Theatre the Street Theatre production of Titanic, the musical Titanic, the musical. TJ, oh, Titanic, the musical. <laughs> yes, I, I was about to say, are we in the James Cameron? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, come on, please. No, I, I, was, I was, I was a baby then. Have you done many musicals yourself? Oh my God! Yes, I mean, I my career began in musical yes. theater uh, from my first show when I was fourteen, and you know, from then on, it was like that was my path, that was my journey from mm. you know being a, a ballet dancer and dancing a couple of ballet companies, and then making the transition to musical theater, um, and that was my journey. That was where you know, moving to New York and the dream to to do. Broadway and 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 all of that, and then ending up in London and working in the West End. Mm. Yeah, musicals have been a huge. My whole career has been based Amazing. in musical theater. I'll ask you to rattle a few off, but first I asked Darren the same thing because he, you know, he's also you know performer dancer. I, I said, so Darren, how, how was it like chatting with with Mads or whenever you met him? Because Mads was a dancer, and Darren didn't know mm. that Mads was a dancer. Did you have a chat with all him? Right. Did you did you know about oh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, excellent. Yes, I did. All right. Yes, so what did, did. What, what did he? I did um, indeed. What, what, well, we, what, what, we, I think we, we had that conversation over lunch one day and we were talking about uh, theater and stuff like that. And mm. I talked about uh, our backgrounds a bit. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, so I, was, <laughs> I was a ballet dancer. And he was like, oh, my God, yeah, I was a dancer as well. And, you know, and I think dancers make wonderful um, 
actors. I think there's a sense of knowing their their body and yeah. and things like that, and um and and they sort of carry themselves in a different way as well. Mm. You know, very aware um, of their presence. But it was but it was very interesting to to have that chat uh, with him about that and knowing that that was a huge background That's for him. Rad. A lot of actors that I know have had that. I dig it. What was your favorite musical that you were part of? If you can oh name one. Oh my gosh. I know. First one, usually it's like first one that comes to mind because you don't want to pick yeah. between your children, you know? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Okay. So I, I will go back a, a ways. One of my, my favorites was, I, I'm going to say Cats was one. Hell Simply yes. To do as, as, as a stage show, not this, not this movie that happened. No, 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 no. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> the stage show um, and to do it. I did it in Germany for three years and then I did it in london which was wonderful because that's where it all began um but i loved that simply because it was as a young dancer it was one of my dream shows cats and a chorus line were at the top of my list and both shows i have i've done oh. i did the farewell broadway tour of chorus line um Amazing. in the states and that was wonderful and i and i revisited these shows again in my career um Perfect. but there was one show that i'd done called pearly which was a, a musical uh, it was originally in 1975 with Melbourne Moore and uh, Cleavon Little. Um, and it's a, about a, a preacher who basically tries to get an inheritance and all right. of that. And it was uh, it was a play originally and then turned into a, a musical. But mm. to play the title role in that was absolutely amazing. Nice. Is, you're basically listing uh, my future browsing history because I want to check it all out. Like, seriously, I'm going to go yeah. on a big TJ trip. <laughs> It's going to be rad. <laughs> Terrific. Um, well, actually, I want to ask. So, um, you know, yeah, Darren mentioned the performing. Um, uh, and, and I don't know if you're aware of it, but Alien, you know, Sigourney Weaver, James uh, Ridley Scott, it, a, a bunch of kids, a young bunch of young kids got together and actually adapted it to a stage production. And it has won like awards. I know. And and so, you know, Kojima and Ridley Scott have a, a, a few similar sensibilities with, you know, like that thriller aspect. And I was like, and I threw it to, I was like, Darren, if, if they turn it, because it, it, TJ, I don't, and this isn't like crazy. Like in Japan, they have like stage productions for video games, like Final Fantasy and stuff. Like it's a thing. So I was going to say, if they, if they did do that, if, the, if, it, if down the line or whatever, like there was a, a stage production of, of Death Stranding full of the monologues and these big, you know, existence and beach things and like you know I, I could so see it you could probably see it already in your mind's eye like how I, you could I'm, coordinate I'm in my, my mind is kind of going crazy at the moment yeah, thinking that I know that would that would be pretty phenomenal I know so what what would you think that. about and with technology would, these days there's yes. so much you could do yeah would you uh, yeah. Uh, now I have to ask would you um would you play yeah would you come back as uh <laughs> as Di Hartman on stage How on stage would that be Darren yeah. said yes just saying so you have to you can't you can't be out outperformed by Darren I'm kidding you, you have there's no oh, pressure like no. at all <laughs> not Hartman come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, okay actually speaking of speaking of these names what did what was your reaction to hearing that your name would be Di Hartman and and laughter is okay it's a it's a it's all right no, like, <laughs> I, I I just didn't I didn't quite know what it meant when I saw all the other character names as well I kind of thought, well, it's fitting right in with the rest of everyone else, but I don't quite know what it means. Right. What it's, you know, it's an interesting name. Hmm. Uh, and when I saw, you know, some of the, the artwork for it and that he would wear a mask, you yeah. know, and all of that sort of stuff, I thought, okay, I get it. It almost hmm. sounds like it should be a, you know, a comic, uh, True. comic yeah. book 
character. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. and even looking at the mask, it looks like he could fit into a comic book mm. story of some kind. Um, and when I realized, you know, kind of what I took it to mean, uh, I thought, okay, well, that, this makes sense. And it kind of fits in with the whole Kojima style. Yeah, I you think know. that totally. Um, so it didn't seem out of place. That's cool. You All know, right. I think people kind of expected it, so. There you go. Well, that's great. And and I want to say with, um, you know, the masks and the, I actually, do I have it here? If I bring it out, it won't actually collapse everything, will it? Um, so I, I asked Dan about the um, the Egyptian themes uh and you know this this kind of stuff here i just i actually told oh, yeah. him i was like dan we're gonna do some research that's it we're gonna dive we're gonna do deep dives and obviously we didn't because you know like you don't want to be but i want to ask in terms of that because you know in egypt in ancient egypt like death masks was a thing you know mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and uh ritual like so so my inter and i gave i gave darren um my thoughts on the nuances of like his performance mm -hmm. and i wanted to do the same for you is, so for Darren, he talked about how he changed his voice to, to be a little bit back here, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I noticed mm -hmm. that. And, and he said, well, you know, I ground him because then he goes up high, up high in this register because he chose this register. I was like, well, he's being held back in this world from his family. So having that little tick in your voice is a great kind of thematic you know, uh, you know, I don't know if it was intentional. Or not. And so for, for yours, when you had this mask, you know, there's rituals, you know, th that that like prepare bodies to go to the next world or go to. I always saw him as like uh, there's some guilt, obviously guilt and shame. But it was like he was almost preparing himself for almost not, not death, but just for for needing to face his fate, for needing to face the mm -hmm. next step of. Um, and I and I saw that as like such a such a and the way that I mean, we haven't even talked about it. We're almost 40 minutes in. Mm -hmm the amount yeah. of the amount of um uh, connection you were able to impart with those master and those are challenging those master roles did you look into any previous like actors or, or talk to some uh, fellow uh, performers who had um no okay no i um I, I i think for me i just you know like anything i didn't think of the math as something that i was going to have to fight through Great. in order to get something across necessarily i think what I tried to do, like I would imagine most actors do, is uh, approach the text from as a truthful place as you can. Truly. And therefore, if you approach it from that, from that angle, mm. everything else will come across, whether you're wearing a mask or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? You will still see it through your eyes. You will still see the intensity, your body language. It's as if you do it as if the mask isn't there. Mm. And hopefully that will, that should be able to, to, to read that you are indeed expressing the way you need to be expressing when it comes mm -hmm. to a certain, you know, passage of dialogue or an emotion that you're feeling, because I only had my eyes through, through, through that. Do you know there what I mean? Go. So, mm. um, but it was, it was definitely challenging, um, to try and do, but, uh, yeah, I think we, I think we managed that. I think you did, and and I think with um, I'm you know again I I I was riffing so much uh, on the episode with Darren about like things I could see you doing and like stage play I talked about I would love for you know you know, like like for example Tom Hardy did um uh you know Venom it's not Venom actually Tom Hardy you know uh, Bane he did Bane with just the eyes right yeah and where mm -hmm. I don't know if he had dancer background or anything but he was able to bring that physicality and what I would love to see is like. 
um, uh, some kind of some kind of either tribute or something or, or something where it's like all of these people who had extremely prominent masked roles just talk about like what that experience was like. So you and Adam Driver, yeah. you know, with Kylo Ren. Yeah. And um, yeah. uh, but that's the thing is like um, I also want to talk about how with Kojima, his stuff is said very much always in the same breath as you know J.J. Abrams, like George Miller, all these people. I want to say like. Uh, has has this experience with Kojima had resulted in like and you, I know you can't say too much but you can give a very eloquent tastic answer if you like um, uh, like it's almost when you speak with Kojima and and collaborate there's it, like your kind of uh, possibilities have a, have a good chance of opening because of those connections so have have there been and you can be as vague as possible have there been any opportunities that have opened through uh, Kojima even back into the film world not necessarily into an, another game coming out coming up um because he has so many filmmaker friends has, has there been a has yeah. there been a pathway forward to that that you can disclose well, i don't um, want to get you in I, trouble I, I, no i mean i i i think at this moment in time i i don't not necessarily at this stage i mean i work has come through yeah. and and things like that but not in the sense that you know i think maybe there's still time because yeah. we're only three months you i know, know I it's down for three months it feels you like know, it's it been like, like it's been longer. Main, you know, like three and so years. people are, yeah. are only still just <laughs> yeah. becoming aware of it. Do you know what mm. I mean? Um, I would love. I'm I'm absolutely up for anybody who wants to hire me based on something that they they saw me in or or felt moved by. I think that was one of the great things about doing the mocap was mm. that not only did I have the mask, but then I was able to do it without the mask, and it was like mm. filming a movie. You know, yeah. and some of the technology it's so incredible that you know i get so many messages from people these mm. days you know via social media who's saying you know i can't for a moment i thought i was watching a movie because it, it looks so real that it Absolutely. was you know and it's all of that um mm. and so yes i think hopefully you know I, I i hope that things do open up a little bit more i mean it's what yeah. it's what i do i think it's what every actor you know hopes that you know they get attached to a project that they feel passionate about and very proud of it that mm. it will you know like anything jobs will lead to other jobs Terrific. you know um i have no idea what there you go happen. the uh, ever you the know, ever open like, it, I like, like i said yeah I, i'm absolutely open to things i mean i do have uh uh people who have reached out for for various things and um you know and i'm i'm i'm, I'm open but as long as it's the it's the right thing to do yeah you know I'll, you don't just take everything that comes along but That's you great. want to be able to do things that are going to make a difference or mm. you know it's going to be challenging or it's going to tell an incredible story um yeah you know and to see what you can do or what you can bring to it you know and you know it's interesting because i got sent um a mask yes uh, a die hard man Awesome. Did, did you see that um, I, I yeah yeah dude like that's crazy and so was it like actual one-for-one -one replica like from from the game as though it was just straight from the game kind of thing yeah it was there you go. boom oh there you go yeah it was pretty incredible to sort of see ah yeah there you go yeah fantastic <laughs> oh my goodness that's phenomenal that's right terrific i mean if you would and you don't have to at all if you wanted to put it on go for it <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, are oh, you gonna with the strap and everything, dude? Are you kidding me right now? Okay, where have I gone right now? Am I even right now alive? This is Tommy L. Jenkins right now. This is this is insane, dude. I'm I'm insanely honored. You can even say, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> That's incredible, dude. I, I st I'm stoked on that. 
I like I like the laugh. That's great. Um, does it ha- say say something through the mask? Just just does it come out? Probably just take it off if the go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, those yeah, AirPods. Those really AirPods are, cool. are are treating you well. They've got good audio quality, but yeah, through the mask, not definitely yeah. not the um, not so good. Yeah, <laughs> not so good. But um, that and you absolutely didn't even have to do that at all. That was really rad. That's a moment where you know I try to kind of keep composed. And my refrain. I don't know if you ever have this with um, because uh, you know, moments of speaking with someone whose work you've admired. I have a refrain which is like, oh wow, like I'm feeling this this moment of feeling honored feeling stoked but i always like we're all, we're both made of atoms like we're both it's all good well, we're on the same absolutely. I, I always feel that but that was a moment where it shook a bit i was like wow that's actually something i'm going to be telling like my kids if i have any that's pretty <laughs> dude speaking of which ha- have you had moments in in showbiz um in the business where you have had that moment you know speaking with someone like a director or something where you're like wow like that was a moment for me meeting a hero anything like that for yourself um, I tell you what was very interesting was meeting Lindsay Wagner. Ah, um, the bionic Lindsay woman. Lindsay Wagner. So as, as, a, as a young man growing up, I had mm. three, three women on my wall okay. growing up. <laughs> it was Linda Carter. Wow. Sarah Fawcett. Yes. And yep. Lindsay Wagner. Okay. But that, wow. So, that would have been a trip for you. Three. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so when I first met, uh, Lindsay uh, at Sony. She was coming in to do a session and they told me she was coming and they wanted me to meet her and, and everything. And when I met her, I literally looked at her and it was Jamie <laughs> Summers to me. It was yeah. Jamie. I grew up with this woman being Jamie Summers, the bionic woman. And she's just as beautiful now as Aww. she was then. I absolutely and, and agree. Her spirit, her energy, everything. And I said to her, I said, it's such an honor to meet you. I said, I'm Aww. such a fan of, of you and everything. I said, you might not be able to see it, but I am absolutely fanning out inside right now. And she <laughs> so was you like, had a moment yeah, too. I know. She was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Amazing. I know. That's all there. There you go. Well, it's, um, it's like a, it's like a fractal, you know, I'm, you know, you look at Kojima whenever he's in front of George Miller, like he, he's like a schoolgirl, you know? So it's just a continuation. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure yeah. George Miller has someone as well if he met like Hitchcock or whatever, you know. Do you have, um, so filmmaker-wise, do you have a pantheon, your five favorite directors, five favorite actors? Um, just so we can get um, kind of deduce. Go for it. Um, I keep pantheons all the time. I'm, I'm a list maker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm always a Scorsese. Ah, uh, oh, Scorsese. You, you know, go. and Spielberg. Yeah. Um, you know, those, those they, they sit right at the... Mm-hmm. at the helm for me yep. um, just because of the, the, the sort of eclectic type of work that they have done, Absolutely. you know, over, over the years. Um, and you can never tell it doesn't, they never do movies where you go, Oh, that's, that, that's typical. I mean, Scorsese does a lot of this sort of Italian, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, big blockbusters that Al Pacino and kind of uh, Robert De Niro stuff, but he does a lot more than that, you know? So you, you kind of get that there is a style, but they do such different work sometimes yeah. that I'm just kind of blown away I by by all of that, you know. For sure. Um, and there are there are actors that are just uh, daily that I'm I'm <laughs> in awe of, uh, you know. And Mads Mads is one of those actors mm-hmm. that I find is very like an understated. Yeah. Have you seen you've is. seen The Hunt, haven't you? I'm sure you've seen The Hunt. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. That's 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 yeah. heavy on the soul, but in a great way. Um, yeah, very yeah. moving. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I dig it. Um, you know. And so, would would there be at least one other, just so we can triangulate a little bit? One other actor. Oh yeah, I, 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 absolutely. I mean, um, I'm still a, a Denzel Washington fan as well. Oh, I dig I've it. I've kind of followed a lot of stuff that he has has um, done. I'm sorry, um, you're gonna you're gonna be in the Equalizer three. I am manifesting that for you. You're gonna be in the equal. <laughs> you're gonna do it. I'm sorry. I just that's it. I, I'm just, I receive that. I receive good. it. Good. <laughs> Thank you for receiving that. This is also a message directly to TJ's agent right now. Please make it happen. Yeah. Okay. Make it happen. It's meant make to it be. Happen. Black Panther two. Yeah. And it's interesting freaking, having Matt yeah. Jordan as well on yeah. on on set for. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. He's doing the the Metal Gear. You know, he was he was a really cool guy to just kind. Of, I didn't really get a chance to speak to him very much, but it was nice to sort of because I know he's a big Kojima. Oh yeah, uh, big time. Yeah, aficionado. So. Um, he, he was cool. I've, I've loved some of the stuff that he's done as well. I just had another thought. So of the big ones that are still going right now, you know, Star Wars, there's Star Wars, there's got, I think Jurassic is wrapping up soon with they're filming soon on that, but you've got the avatars, which there's a few of them that I haven't filmed. Um, the, the wizarding worlds, like the Harry Potter. So of these kind of, you know, those big giant, well, James Bond, which uh, if you could pick one, if they were in a lineup and I'm sorry to do this, you have to only pick one, yeah. which would you be like, you know what, that one. And that way, when you get into that franchise, which you will, because I'm manifesting that, whichever you choose, okay. they can cut I to love this. You're manifesting for I you. am. I love and <laughs> yeah, and they can cut to this clip of you being like that one, and it's the one you got into. Yeah. So go. Which one? Yeah, I would do a Star Wars. Hell yeah, buddy! <laughs> yeah, I would do a Star Wars. Come, you know, I'd create Come a character on. for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, it's happening you know, for you. Uh, you and, uh, terrific. Yeah. Well, you know, because everything's um, I, uh, you know, ILM released. Uh, it's gonna be. It's very. It's almost full circle because, you know, Kojima inspired by film to make his. But, you know, the way that The Mandalorian was made, you know, with, uh, mm. you know, John Favreau, Carl Weathers, all this amazing. It was actually retroactively inspired by games. Like it actually used game tech to do digital mm. backdrops. And you're familiar with this from from musicals yeah. and stage productions. Like it's a big yeah, video yeah. wall, video wall, you know, yeah. it just... 8k yeah. resolution so so and and they were able to make that they're filming it actually very soon i think they've already probably been almost about rap filming but you know they got the obi-wan series and they've got yeah. the untitled tj as a jedi series coming up you know what i mean <laughs> so oh yeah within star wars who would you play jedi or you know you might have something left field for me maybe bounty hunter or something um I'm not you sure. You'd be a Jedi. You're such a Jedi. Look at you. You're freaking I'm Jedi. I'm not sure, but I, I, I think Jedi is definitely... <laughs> yeah, a, you would. ...is in my, in my being. You would be Samuel Samuel uh, Jackson's uh, mentor because they haven't filled that in. Yeah, you know that'd be rad. Yeah, or whoever's like Obi Wan's Obi Wan's first mentor or something like that. You know. Yeah, rad. yeah. I dig that. Well, that's gotten all the listeners hyped right now because they're just going to be spamming um, Star Wars now. With like, um, I heard this on the Albuquerque podcast. You kind of need to make this happen for TJ right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> and you, gotta, you need to make it happen. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So Star Wars, it is. Um, and. Well, that's like I've. I think I've reached. I reached. Think if they ever did Death Stranding as a movie as well. Do you imagine? Well, yes, and wow. <laughs> Why hadn't I thought of that? That has to happen. Oh yeah. well, then yeah, you would obviously jump back in as and like you wouldn't let, let yeah. anyone else touch that. Sorry, that that role is yours, a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. maybe I want to get your really forecast cool. actually on on the health. Like if if the film industry and art and theater, if they were like you know, organisms, how, what, what would be your finger on the pulse? Like, how do you feel about the general 
um, the general sort of life force of uh, filmmaking and TV? What's what is your kind of TJ's take on that? What do you think? Just how things are what, going in terms of just of just how the industry uh, yeah. is. Do you mean or yeah, yeah, yeah. just industry uh, like uh, with the kind of projects that get the green light, that kind of thing. Performances, um, yep. You know, I I think that it's it's very interesting because I think that there's a lot of you know whether it's TV or film, you know, obviously you know we're kind of in what we call pilot season at right. the moment, so it's okay. all the new new shows that are getting picked up or not mm-hmm. necessarily getting picked up, but they're doing the first pilot. Right. Uh, for potential new shows for the for the fall season, mm. um, and there's some, and I've seen some of the scripts for some of them, and there's some very interesting stuff uh, that's happening. Um, I think you know we're also in an, in an, in a time where diversity is really playing a big a big part. You know where we're trying to bring uh, some uh, diverse actors to the for forefront sure. that never would have necessarily had you know, yeah. a look in uh, for certain things and also just getting the, the recognition. And yeah. and really, because I'm, I'm speaking, certainly when I just recently saw Parasite uh, <gasps> and it won, best, I mean, the movie was incredible. I had no idea what to oh, expect from it. And I was absolutely blown away. There by you go. It. And yeah, um, Bong Joon-ho, when he was, when he was doing the, the speeches, he was like, this is a good, a great step forward for, yeah. You know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Um, you know, so I, you know, I, I try to follow where the industry is going because, but the thing about it is you can never, it, it, it can change on a dime. True. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I like the stuff that's coming out. There's some good stuff and some stuff that's not necessarily my, my cup of tea, <laughs> but, um, I can appreciate the work that certainly goes into it. Um, you know, and I think it would be interesting in the future that if the Academy started to recognize motion capture, uh, in terms yes. of games, as as a as an art to wow. be considered for for you just made You just made Andy Circus blush right now. Okay, so yeah. he's he's, <laughs> very, he's like, you know what, Tommy, I'm, I really appreciate uh, your patronage and your support of my art form, <laughs> and um, I really really appreciate you as a performer, and I would love to perform with you um, sometime soon. Yeah, I can't. I see that. That's a that's a that's a that's a five out of ten at best. Um, but obviously, yeah. I think I think I mentioned I mentioned that in a message. You would obviously work with Andy if you had the opportunity. You know, he's oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's he's directing now. He's doing Animal Farm. He's doing the Venom sequel. I think so. I think he's actually going to shift yeah. more from you know this thing, which you know, like the the rig you were wearing. Like he he was part of that yeah. pioneering force, and I would love because well, yeah. kind of pioneered and kind of brought it to the forefront a bit. Yeah. And, all the motion capture and, and the reason I say that is because it's it's the same work ethic as a, for an actor to still try to live the scenes that you are yeah. doing and physically doing um, and, and in I some ways that. it's a little harder because you have to imagine yeah. things that aren't necessarily around you as mm. an actor you know you we're not blessed to have the the comfort of having a full set around yeah. you or necessarily you know the props that you you need um, and so I feel like you have to dig sometimes a little deeper yeah, to make things come across. And um, why shouldn't that be I recognized? Think that I think, and I you think know? that warrants, you know, some sort of recognition, you know, yeah. for people working in that side of things. You know, I think it is something that people would be, uh, could benefit from. I think it's something that having that recognition for that type of work, uh, because you're still, you're, you're also an actor. Not just a voice actor, but That's you're right. an actor yes. doing that. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And well, I so think you, yeah. by having A-listers 
on board doing things like that. Maybe at some point the Academy goes, oh, well, they're doing exactly what they would do yeah. in a film or a TV show. You know, it just happens to be now they're, you know, being challenged by, you know, being put in a suit with headgear on and cameras. and Exactly. Doc- over their face <laughs> well your clip will be part of the pitch reel if ever you know you know um this is brought to academy and 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 to have mm. these i would love for the worlds to merge you know kojima talked about that. It's like after death stranding i think the next 10 years are going to be about these things merging so that we could potentially see something like you know a ps6 title starring tommy L. jenkins yeah autobiographical, <laughs> autobiographical self-authored <laughs> performance amazing thing i'm gonna manifesting for you uh in yep. like 2020 2026 as oscars or something thing you know you're and i mentioned this with darren as well is is what was done in, in this surrounding will be is, is part of this this movement um of of taking things and your performance is at the very peak of that movement uh of mm. taking things to that next level and i think it'll be part, your your performance will be part of that reel of like you know this is where we're at and this is the level right. we're at um you also <laughs> named uh you maybe may have missed it but you named your autobiography and just what you were saying live the scene a Tommy Old Jenkins. Live the scene. Okay. Live the scene, man. Live it. There you go. Absolutely. All right. Fantastic. Um, speaking of living and life uh, and moving on, <laughs> I want to ask if uh, I have you for any longer because I'm just conscious of time. Did you have anything? You're good to go. Terrific. Um, and then I was also going to ask, and you don't have to do this at all. I asked Darren. He was very kind enough. Uh, just uh, if you wanted to have, because uh, like I like to just put things at the start of episodes sometimes. So, if you wanted to say, like, uh, this is uh, Tommy L. Jenkins, Die Hardman from Death Stranding, and you're listening to the Albert Kessler podcast, only if you want to. You actually don't have to at all. It's up to you. <laughs> and it, uh, is it Kessler? Albert Kessler. Kessler, like chemist. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I can feed you the line if you want. So uh, I am, uh, yeah. What's up, everyone? I'm Tommy L. Jenkins, Die Hardman from Death Stranding, and you're listening to the Albert Kessler podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Tommy Earl Jenkins. I play Die Hardman in Death Stranding. And you are listening to the Albert Kessa podcast. Dude, I'm trying not to trip here. I'm trying to stay profesh. I'm trying not to, like, tear up. Profession. But that was fucking <laughs> rad. And also, I am, you know, again, as someone who, you know, abstract artists have are in the thick of the whole idea of, like, if I scribble, is it art? What is art? Am I worthy? All this crap, you know? And And yeah. I was telling this to Darren. It's like... I don't care. I'm going to harangue you. Australian expression for like, I'm going to bug you. I'm going to harangue you. Right, yeah. Um, uh, for, because I, I like to send gifts. So I don't know if you got, I don't know if it's because it's so like, uh, why do we talk about this? Thing? Do you have like paypal.me forward slash Tommy L. Jenkins? Like I do this for all of my like artist friends. Whenever I just, I feel like a, like a pulse of love for them. I just send them something because your time is so right. valuable because you know what I mean? And your, your agent, I'm sure in booking this, like his time or his or her or her, their time. So like, is that, is that a thing? What can I do? Can I, I just, what can I send you, Tommy, to say thank yeah. you? <laughs> I'm good. You don't need to do it. Okay. Anything. I had to offer. It's been great to have the, the time. It, it's been wonderful. Well, I suppose um, from here, we've covered quite a lot of spectrum. And I'm glad that I asked you about what you were working on outside of film, because that's always very fascinating, because what people mm-hmm. do outside of their of their craft always informs. So you're obviously a very active person. Um, do you like to read? Do you like to, uh, what's kind of a, a day in the life? Do you meditate? What's what's this? Um, what's I, do, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I meditate. Uh uh, I try to do it daily. There are days where I I, I kind of get sidetracked, but I do try <laughs> to set aside time to to do that and try and center myself, especially uh, 
living in a in a city where it's everything's go 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 yeah um i go to the gym i work out uh that's kind of my part of my daily my daily ritual and uh just trying to relax you know <laughs> even that is a practice it's life is stressful bro like i get it <laughs> it is you have to it find really your avenues is. You know, making my patterns is. Is, is my main thing. Going for yeah. walks and then, yeah, you know, working out when I can. You know, You're, and it's a rise. Yeah. It, every day I always say this sort of thing, you know, it's rise and grind for me. Every day is, rise you know, grind. I'm always chasing the next the next gig, the next thing. Yeah. And I'm always looking to see what else is coming around, you know. And yeah. Because as, as, as actors, you know, we are, we're always like that. And it's very exciting in one respect. It's yeah. also very unnerving in some respect. Yeah. It always keeps us on our toes and... You know, and I think ultimately you you are always chasing after that project that's going to be, ah, yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to, I'm going to be able to get my teeth into this. This is wonderful. And, you yeah. know, and so there's always, always that. You're always looking for the challenge of, of good work. I've heard the expression you know? feast or famine as another thing where it's like, you know. Like, it is yeah, feast or yeah. famine. It mm -hmm. is. Okay. It is. I'm not going to lie. It's one of those. And, you know, and I've, I've dealt with it my entire life. It's just, you know, I would never tell anyone to be in this business <laughs> unless, unless you have fire burning in the pit of your stomach that right won't let there. you do anything else. Per do you know what I mean? Beautiful. And, and for me, it's just, that's exactly how I am. It's what I do. It's what I've always done, you there know? You um, and I've kind of crossed various, uh, you know, aspects of, of the industry, you know, whether mm -hmm. that's doing voiceover work or doing TV or doing film or doing stage work. It's mm -hmm. always within the same sort of realm of, of, of the as an actor in entertainment, depending on what, what medium I'm working in. Um, you and it's it's challenging and you know, there I still have things that I want to do. I'd love to be able to do, you know, a stage play, again, a straight play on Broadway or Excellent. you know, or go into a movie. I'd love to you know, to wake up one day and hear that they're doing Death Stranding as a movie and I get to play Die Hardman. Of course oh, no, it's, wouldn't. It, it totally you know, is happening. I dig it. Okay, I you just know, I, I, um, I need you to be on stage now. Like I I, I can't get that out of my because I can tell like body language is eighty percent of communication. When you were talking about stage, yeah. I'm like, oh man, T Tommy needs to be on stage in 2021. I'm going to America in 2021. Whatever it is, like I have to see you on stage, bro. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, you never know. You never yes. know. It would be cool. It would be That'd cool. Be you so know, bad. and if, you know, I still have a. I'm a. I have always been a dreamer. I'm still a big dreamer. I still yes. have things I want to accomplish and do in my life. And I just, uh, and I just feel like I'm always, you know, on a path to try and find those things, you know? Mm. Uh, and sometimes you just need to stop and let yep. those things come to you, you know, mm. but I try to keep myself open. You know, I'm always open to, to work and stuff and everything. And it is, but it's, you know, it can be challenging. You mm. know, it's a very competitive industry that we're in. There are people who, you know, are at different levels and, you know, you're still competing with other people and, you know, and hopefully somewhere along the line, you know, you land a job where people go, ah, it's like, where did you come from? Well, I've been here. There I've been go. here all this time. No one's, <laughs> no I, one's yeah. bothered to, to see it. Yeah. You know, I've heard but the expression, that's part of it. You know? It is part of it. I've heard the expression, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. I like that Apparent. expression. <laughs> but, but I've always just, said, I mean, one of those days where I'm sitting on, you know, uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon's yeah. talk show. And, you know, mm -hmm. you sit there and they go, so you've just done this major film. It's a, it's a hit, you know, you're getting rave reviews and mm -hmm. it's like, you're an overnight success. I'm like, I've been an overnight success since <laughs> I was 14. 
No one's just known about it. <laughs> I so dig that. Amazing. You've given me so many beautiful like clip out quotes for this man. And I just when I sense that about someone, it's this it means that they're constantly in their truth because the and I see this with my fiance, she can constantly access you have such a great turn of phrase and so such a great economy of expression. I'm sure you've heard my stuttering and like blah, blah, blah. that's because <laughs> this is my brain at all times. It's just this activity. Yeah. yeah really this, cool. So there you go. So wow. I have such such respect yeah. for people with economy of expression and, and with a with a with a, a knack for like encapsulating uh something as you have and you just gave more than a couple hundred um way more than that uh listeners uh who are maybe pursuing the arts that you've given them some hope and some clarity and some focus so you've you've done that oh absolutely i, I hope so i mean <laughs> hey i mean i think that i try to pass on my knowledge when i can with with younger artists and or anybody who's willing to to take on any advice that i may have to to offer um Terrific. i think that's it's part of what I feel we're here to do is to to give back in some ways. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I'm always looking to to be able to talk to people, and you know, if there's anything that I can can do in terms of departing wisdom on onto them, then I'm I'm more than happy to do that. Tommy, you're yeah. one of the most worthwhile people I've ever spoken to, truly. And I just I have no reservation in saying that it has been such a pleasure to chat with you, dude. Um, it's a pleasure for me as well. So cool and sure. relaxing. Absolutely. Oh, I'm, I'm very glad. So some things on the way for you. I'll probably send you some patterns as well. Um, hopefully the shirt yeah. arrives. So you're probably going to get two, which would be really rare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was going to say... Yeah, um, I was going to say, if you ever wanted to jump back on, if like no pressure at all, you're more than welcome. Would you want to at all? Like on the show yeah. to discuss them? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, That's I am going to go... <laughs> Dude, it has been beyond a pleasure, truly. Um, so I guess, do you have like, well, I mean, so there in LA, I have all the questions about LA. Darren had an Australia-related question for me. Um, but what I can say is on behalf of all Australian listeners that we love you very much, right? And I just figured you would have someone from Australia directly tell you that just in case there was any doubt. Have you ever visited Australia? Would you be Would you be willing to and want to visit? Well, oh my God, I've been many, uh, many times. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yes, because my husband is Australian. Oh, beautiful! That's fantastic. Well, yes. um, we and, and we I have to get him. In Australia. This is crazy. Well, next time you're here, like, hit me up. I'll I'll do the road trip, buddy. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or or come yeah. to like come to the uh, statistically most boring place in Australia, Canberra, the capital where I live. <laughs> oh, really? Where you live? <laughs> They're from Newcastle, and oh, the other I was born in Newcastle. My nephew. Oh, were you? Yeah, you were that's born in Yeah, wow, I was amazing. born in Warta. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so they're from oh. Newcastle and my sister-in-law and her husband and child are in Sydney. Okay, well, this is amazing. You're part of the tribe and you have been. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. I'm getting all happy and yes. Jewish and expressive. Oh I my know. god. I I performed. I've been on stage in Australia. So All right. I Dude. loved it. Yeah. I yeah. I can't wait to get started on my giant like TJ just like diving in all the things it's going to be fantastic and um i've added you to my imdb and stuff to just keep keep, keep in touch with like what's happening you're welcome on the show yeah. anytime you've got my and... email and stuff so you can always hit me up and everything that's you've got that so that's all good all good i'm gonna edit this thing and put this puppy out by the end of today for you tj for you all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right mate all right. you've got a pretty good australian accent actually i actually heard it before <laughs> it's funny you have a better australian accent than me i've lo i lost mine I just don't like. I don't have an Australian accent. It's just weird. I, uh, it's because I I watched a lot of TV as a kid. It's just I never got it. I feel sad. You at least you have an accent. 
You know. No, I hear it though. I can first, hear it. First world problems, man. Dear diary, you know, today I realized. <laughs> I lost my accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, dude. Um, have a fantastic rest of the day, and uh, let's catch up again Thank soon. You. Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. Pleasure's all mine, man. Take care. <laughs> bye. All right. All right. Take care. <laughs> Take it easy, buddy. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs>